0: Welcome to Hannibal's Horny Hibachi, a weekly dinner party where we watch and discuss an episode of Brian Fuller's Hannibal. This week we watched Sorbet, which first aired May 9th, 2013. I am your host Sonia, your friendly neighborhood true crime nerd. Let's go around the table to introduce the rest of the party.
1: Hi, I'm Celeste. I am a nerd, an artist, and a lover of all stories and i may sound like sniffly right now because i came from the cold (laughs) but it'll it'll take a while for me to defrost so don't worry
2: (laughs) i'll sound better soon (laughs) hi i'm jj i'm a local filmmaker a local nerd and the fanable of the three and we have a visitor today friend of the podcast and fellow thomas harris nerd local
0: filmmaker and visionary tina Hello, everybody. <laughs> so this episode today uh, sees Jack taking the crazy wheel for the moment. Hannibal's got an annoying admirer. No, it's not me. <laughs> and our homie goes shopping for the meat that he needs for his party. So what is everybody's first impression of this episode so far? I got one, but I'll save it for later.
1: <laughs> I called this episode Hannibal's Social Life. Because <laughs> it's basically what the episode is. It's just like following Hannibal. <laughs> I-
2: This is probably, like, one of my favorite episodes. I think it's probably one of the best in season one, because, you know, it's got everything. It's got all the characters doing awesome things, music, cinematography, script, costume, everything's just Mm -hmm. on point.
3: Uh, Yeah, I I, I really like this episode as well. Um, I mean, I'm not watching the show as, like, I'm not recapping the show with you guys, (laughs) but I mean, like... uh, I have, I have watched the series, and I do really like this episode, for one very particular reason, because Jillian Anderson and I love her so much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everybody's just like, oh yeah. Um, but
0: I, I really think this episode sums up uh, a lot about who Hannibal is as a killer. Because at the beginning, Will uh, stresses that the Shrike sees his victims as pigs. So mm-hmm. we see him using them as su- sources of food, right?
4: Yeah.
0: Uh, he, Will describes the Shrike as consistently theatrical, which could be the subtitle of the show, <laughs> consistently theatrical. The Shrike? You mean the Chesapeake Gripper? Oh, Chesapeake Gripper, my bad. <laughs> oh, sorry. Don't. Oh, my God. I, wrote the sh- I was copying these from my old notes, so sorry about that. The Chesapeake Gripper. The mm-hmm. Cheesecake Flipper, as I call him. <laughs> uh- <laughs> That comes from this weird joke I read on Tumblr where um, it's set 90 years in the future and Hannibal's on his deathbed and he's like, he, he will, uh, Jack is holding his hand and he's like, Jack, I'm the Chesapeake Ripper and he dies. And then Jack is like, he's the best cheesecake flipper ever. <laughs> uh, I love those types of jokes. But anyway, uh, so Hannibal's at the opera at the beginning of this episode and he looks like me at a U2 concert and it's one of the few times we actually see him overly express emotion that isn't... I mean, mm, yeah, it yeah. kind
1: of shocked me actually. Yeah. I was like, well, "He can feel things.
0: <laughs> he has tears." I was like, "Why is he crying? This performance isn't that bad." <laughs> so,
2: but I'm, I'm a ter-
0: terrible person.
2: <laughs> what did you think about like uh, that opening shot with vocal cords? Oh god, uh, it was gross.
0: <laughs> I've seen vocal cords before, so I, I was ready because I used to. You know when TLC used to be a channel that was all surgery shows? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I used to see them all the time where people would get like uh their vocal cords uh like. Tumors taken out of their throat, so I'd be like, "Oh yeah, I've seen that before." <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: it kind of reminded me of uh, CSI. I'm pretty sure it's CSI where they they usually do like zoom ins, of or is it or is it House? Sorry, I think I'm th- mistaking House, where they do like a, a zoom in on like the body part and like the inner inner workings, anatomy and stuff to see where the stuff is actually happening in the body. see where it's wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so I thought it was a very like it's uh, it's very um. I don't know, very TV to me. Oh.
0: <laughs> well, I'm wondering how Baltimore can support such a lively artistic community like that. I don't know. I think I'm just thinking of comparing it to Winnipeg, where like we have like a symphony and like an opera, but it's always like uh, who goes to them? I don't know. <laughs> so. rich it's a people whole world, world, really.
2: <laughs> there actually is like a like a small society of rich people living. Who <laughs> just do that? There actually <laughs> are like philanthropists here, or so I'm told. Apparently, I'm working on a new documentary project, and they said like their first batch of funding came from a philanthropist. And I was like, we have those. (laughs) Apparently we do. They're a
1: rare species. Especially
0: here. It's like, oh man, I have to go bug someone for money for my movie. So so, uh, this continues the thing where, um, so uh, Hannibal's talking to the socialite. And he tells a socialite that, like, she asks him why he hasn't had uh, his dinner parties in a while. And so he's, like, quietly alluding to the fact that he hasn't had uh, a meat-gathering party in
2: a while. I have the quote here (laughs) to my face. Yes, please. Uh, It's like, I cannot force a feast. A feast must present itself. It's a dinner party, not a unicorn. Oh, but the feast Feast is is life. life. (laughs) You put the life in your belly and you live. (laughs) i write that shit down um, there's always that
0: subtext whenever he talks about his food it drives me to drink
2: coke zero but,
3: but it
0: just like every single time like even if he's not cracking a joke about food like his food being human beings i still see it every single time because i'm always like mm.
2: well like it's in, it's in that opening scene right because after he meets after he talks with franklin and meets tobias budge you know he looks at those same people and says who's hungry <laughs> I love that alluding that that I think inspiration just struck him it's like
0: oh people did I just put
1: Hannibal please (laughs) plus
0: I see that gif everywhere who's hungry (laughs) oh so as I was saying before we started recording uh the big theme for this episode is friendship Like uh, so, rainbow GIF. That's why we bought a friend in today. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) friendship Um, is magic. (laughs) Friendship, uh, the best ship is friendship. Anyway, well we see that Hannibal has friends amongst the Baltimore socialites that seem to be, that seem to be more of a getting a higher standing in the community. I guess for him. he doesn't seem to have friends he opens up to. Like, even Will, he doesn't really get that much insight into Hannibal except for, like, his murders, which I guess is as much insight as you can get into him because that is his artistic milieu, I think is the right word. I can't believe he
2: used that word. That's why this episode is so awesome is, like, it like I got notes and notes about it. But, um... <laughs> this yeah, is, JJ has, like, seven notes. Like, when we get to it, like, we'll, we'll get there. Uh Well, I'll just say it. Like, like... <laughs> He's waiting for freaking Will to show up for that for his. Oh um... wait, we'll
3: talk about it later. Yes. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I'm just
2: saying. Yeah. This episode will. Talk
1: about that <laughs> she's so oh, excited yeah. to talk about it oh yeah i have list it listed
2: in here too. i know uh, yeah me too <laughs> uh
0: but so we go back to jack uh crawford jack is now being haunted by bad dreams related to Marion lass who you mm-hmm. remember from the last episode he mm-hmm. found her arm left behind by the uh cheesecake flipper to taunt him <laughs> um will tells him don't let the the ripper stir you up it's lines like that that make me believe that will has no love for hannibal Come at me, shippers. Come at me.
4: <laughs>
0: so, <laughs> so, but, oh, it's not there yet. But, <laughs> but so uh, early. yeah, as Tina, uh, like Tina doesn't know this, but I don't believe that Hannibal and Will love each other. Like even if like like everybody says that they do in the end, not like... even
2: the platonic thing by the end of the show, she doesn't believe it.
0: Yeah, I'm, I believe oh, it was a it was man. a it, was a, it was a ploy by Will to find like because you go do that thing that Jasmine did in Aladdin where he, she was trying to get Jafar distracted. That's what Will did basically. But no, that I'm, is true, yeah. But I'm going to my grave thinking like that's what's gonna be in my tombstone hannah Hanagram no <laughs> <So. That's laughs> like, a like, like me and jj have discussions about this because i don't think that they're anything more than platonic at least in will's side uh, i believe hannibal has some sort of love for him in any w- the way he can but i don't believe that any relationship could happen between them that wouldn't be as uh as traumatic as, like well j uh, tina knows about uh uh, was it Hannibal and Clarice's relationship at the end of the book, Hannibal?
3: Like, uh, yeah, I was. I was just gonna comment on that, <laughs> like, um, just the fact that. Uh, um, sorry, I am almost losing my train of thought here. Okay, it's um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, so yeah, I was just gonna comment on that. That uh, with um, Hannibal and Clarice, like, I'm such a fan of the movies, and like, I I really like I like the show. I mean, it's not. It, I like it for what it is, but overall the show is not my cup of tea, I guess. Like this interpretation of Hannibal, but um but yeah, I've always been like a huge fan of like Hannibal Clarice. Like I've always kinda shipped them a little bit myself, <laughs> you know. So so yeah, like I never really bought into the whole um uh Is that Hanagram? Is that yeah, what it's called? Yeah. yeah? <laughs> But like I can see I can definitely see it. It's definitely there and they almost allude to it like like in the show that it's almost it almost seems canon. <laughs> <laughs> it's canon. <laughs> you,
0: dude, you you couldn't see especially it especially it's a podcast. But yeah. <laughs> they just moved into the mic to say that. <laughs> Creeper. <laughs> <laughs> canon. No. But it's yeah, like it's um I think even in Clarice's case in the books and in the movie um Well, not so much in the movie, but in the books where Claisse and Hannibal actually run off together. I think it's in that case where they're not equals like he he just has a protege that he's like uh he's grooming, and I think that's why I can't stand Hangram because they're not equals. It's not a relationship of equals. it's just like. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Sorry, I'm, I'm doing a slow creep to the microphone every time she's alluding She's, like, not it. blinking at all. <laughs>
0: she's like, it's still
2: too early. I know, it's still too <laughs> early to
0: say. It's still too early to say. Um, but so, to go back to the episode, <laughs> Jack and Will discuss the chase case flippers pattern and how there's often three killings in a cycle before he cool has a cooling off period. So it seems like Hannibal in he in his cycles is totally stocking up his larder for the coming like parties he's gonna have. So each kill each cycle is a grocery store trip, I guess in a way. But how badly must that uh, that that meat in his freezer be freezer burned? Like, well, it looks like he was really packing it in there well, like all oh, no air in the bags and stuff. And but oh man, like
2: I think it's not his, his first rodeo. I think he knows how to pack meat really. Like, so. <laughs> And what can meat meat can live up to a year in your freezer if you do it right, right?
3: If you do it right, yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, like, honestly, I think you only really meat should only really be frozen for like at most six months. I don't know. Take no kids. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but shout out to JJ, who is a fan of The Shining. The Yay. bathroom and hotel room yes. where they find the first victim looks like room two three seven of the Overho- Overlook Hotel. Yeah, it looks it, like room two thirty seven. Yeah, yeah, which is a different number in the book, but I can't remember it offhand. Yeah.
2: So not to be nerdy, but yeah.
0: but I really liked like when I first saw the bathroom through the through the hotel room. I'm like, hey, it looks like the one from The Shining. Is there going to be something in the tub? And there was.
1: Celeste, have you seen The Shining? I have, but that was years ago. Um, Okay. I need to rewatch
0: it. <laughs> it's really good, yeah. Yeah, the I book remember is it was completely good. Completely different though, because the book is about um, alcoholism and how it festers, and mm-hmm. the movie's more about like, oh crap, cool things are happening in this hotel and people are going nuts. <laughs>
2: I think it's more psychedelic in the head, like yeah, you're more going crazy, yeah. You know? Like cabin
0: fever yeah. stuff. Yeah. I know Stephen King hated it because he's like, it's about alcoholism, and I'm like,
2: and I'm kind of like, movie. shut up, Stephen. I know Stanley <laughs> did a good
0: job, <laughs> <laughs> but it's still pretty cool. But anyway, um, Will shutting the door on the forensics team when they're in the bathroom is just a bitchy thing to do. I was kind (laughs) of hurt by that. I'm like, I would have expected Jack to have done it. But I guess Will is like getting tired from all his never sleeping and stuff that's happening so far. Um, And we see that Jack is developing a sort of bloodlust for the uh, Chesapeake Ripper. Uh, Will tells Jack that he can't jack up the lawn, get underneath it when he tells him about his desire to seek revenge on the Chesapeake Ripper. Even though it's obvious, given what Jack says, I like that Will figured it out, how hard Jack would want revenge for Miriam's display. Mm -hmm. I think uh, JJ talked about it last episode, where Hannibal is messing with people before, during, and after their murder, so it's like... All I know. It's He He doesn't stop at one thing. It's like, usually people, um, like, well, we're gonna get to Jeffrey Dahmer later, but, like, um, mostly it's about one part of the act that they enjoy, but it seems like Hannibal enjoys all different parts of the act. Like, the stalking, and then the, the kill, and then the, the displaying of the body. It's like, ooh, creepy.
2: Well, I think that's why he's, like, the ultimate, like, the ultimate killer, and why he's, like, everyone's favorite, and it's just because he can do it all, and... Rarely, I don't think, I can't think of one serial killer who can do it all like that. There's no real life serial killer I think that can do that. So I think that's why everyone loves Everyone him. likes him, man. Yeah. He's the ultimate one. So.
0: And we were discussing this uh, while we were editing last episode about how... Hannibal like why do I like Hannibal and I was like telling JJ was because well he kills people you yourself would want to kill like those horrible people at the grocery store who cut you in line or like when you're driving a car and somebody like uh, steals your parking spot like the little things (laughs) you wouldn't kill people for the rude people the rude people yeah Uh, but then my argument fell apart when I was like Hannibal kills bad people and then I was like oh crap my argument totally falls apart when he kills Miriam (laughs) Ladd Uh, <laughs> so i was like oh crap i like just cut that all that whole thing out of that episode jj <laughs> but i really love what will um says about hannibal or about uh the Chesapeake ripper he looks normal i love that description and it's probably my favorite of the whole thing where he's just like he's describing hannibal and i'm like oh he's getting there he's hiding in plain sight find him that's
2: probably like my favorite thing about the show is how they do that they'll like say one thing from a separate scene and then cut to who they're talking about. <laughs> and there's Hannibal. And then we go into our lovely series of uh, therapist scenes. So.
0: Yeah. And so uh, we get to see Franklin again. And Franklin's like a really achingly, pathetically sad person. Like to me. Like, I don't know. Like his loneliness, <laughs> his desperation, and the need to belong is obvious. in his interactions with Hannibal. I don't know. um, Kind of reminds me of the people, like the sort of fangirls who would be in love with Hannibal <laughs> like through real life. Yeah. Just the people who are, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They, I don't know, they're too scared of greatness for themselves, so they'll latch on to somebody else. I don't know. He, rem- he reminds me a lot of those serial killers that will, like, get married, uh, those women who would get married to serial killers just to be, say, like, oh, I'm married to Ted Bundy, I'm married to. Uh, Charles Manson isn't that cool like sort of thing I don't know <laughs> that's why I, well, I think he would marry Hannibal if he wanted if he could <laughs>
1: <laughs> well he did try things out in college
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I like how he because um, he dresses completely different than he does in the first episode where we see him and he starts to dress more and more like Hannibal And that freaks me out, because I'm like, does he not know that Hannibal's, like, catching on to, like, his little crush on him? Like, ooh.
2: I think he noticed right away. Yeah. And he's kind of like, hmm. (laughs) You can just (laughs) see that look of, like, annoyance and, like, kind of, I don't want to say disdain, but just, like. He's trying really hard to be professional and cool while talking to Franklin, but that Franklin's just like, "I like you, <laughs> be my
0: friend." But it was so sad when he told uh, when Franklin told Hannibal, "I have to pay to see you," and he considers him a friend. I was like, "Oh my God, this is this is so sad." That was for me. pretty sad, yeah. I'm like my heart is breaking. But I, oh my God,
2: <laughs> the, yeah. Jumping into the, the therapist scenes that that makes me think of like how yeah like it parallels. Hannibal says to Franklin, "I'm not your friend." And then we jump to, to the Bedelia. next yeah, thing with yeah. to Bedelia, who says, I'm not your friend. your friend, friend either. <laughs> and uh, let's talk about Bedelia. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. Well, oh, I'll jump
0: into Bedelia. Sorry, I got to flip to my notes. Oh, sorry. Uh, sorry, where is it? Uh, I can't remember where I am.
2: <laughs> but <laughs> so, go on. Go on. <laughs> okay. Uh, so we meet uh, Bedelia de Maurier, Hannibal's unconventional psychiatrist, and, yeah, played by Gillian Anderson, and. Tina loves Jillian Anderson.
3: I love Jillian Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I I was a huge X-Files nerd since I was like 12. I remember um, I first saw like X-Files when I was, well like I, I saw it in season 7 and then from there I fell in love with it and I went all the way back to like watch season 1 and I remember I used to collect all the um, the DVDs when they first came out when they were like 200 bucks per season. <laughs> like I was super dedicated. Anyway. Tangent, sorry. (laughs) Oh, just the the
0: tangent to that, too. I had um, a poster of the X-Files in my room. It was a scary thing, and no one would sleep in my room because of that poster. (laughs) (laughs) I had stuff all over my room, too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, like, uh, we see that Hannibal is seeing a psychiatrist who has a scary backstory somehow. Like, a a very mysterious backstory that she doesn't get into, but you could see it in her eyes. (laughs) But, um he is Hannibal's very sure to tell Bedelia that he has friends like he's kind of convincing himself like I have friends and I'm like "Uh, is this a people suit thing he's doing or does he consider the people he mentally harasses his friends like does he consider Jack a friend
2: I think he's alluding to Will actually like probably mostly Will he's like I have friends but it's like, plus, I also think he is kind of lying, because he probably doesn't. Mm-hmm. And I just like, yeah, how Bedelia coins the, the phrase, yeah, the, pers- the person suit and the human veil. I was like, I like
1: that. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. also think uh, he's also friends with Alana too. Like, he invites her over oh, for yeah, dinner all the time. So, yeah, so, that's so
2: I think <laughs> he has two friends. <laughs> and well, all your friends are at the door.
3: <laughs> well, I guess he's he's more referring to that his, his, his people suit, his person suit has friends right Mm -hmm. yeah oh also is this the first mention of the actual term person suit i think so yeah Yeah. Yeah. because it only seems to be bedelia who refers to it as
0: as such because i think she's the only one other than will that sees him as he is
2: yeah i think yeah she's the only one to know well she says so in that conversation right she goes i'm talking to a version of you, and hopefully, the real you gets what he needs, <laughs> yes. something like that. So, I think she knows like there's something off about you.
0: Well, have you seen the movie Split yet with uh, James McKay boy? Yeah, yes. <laughs> Ooh, man, that was good. Like, because there's a very similar conversation where uh, Kevin and the guys I can't remember the name of his personality, um, the one, the fashion designer one the fashion designer one is talking is the most outgoing so he's the he's the one at the front all the time talking to their psychiatrist and she starts to realize that the evil personality dennis is the one actually in control pretending to be the other personality and that gave me all these flashbacks so i gotta go see split again I'm obviously, but, but yeah that was a really good movie i was really surprised by how good it was
2: yeah, see, M. Night can write some good stuff when he really tries, takes yeah. a break, and doesn't follow the formula, you and know. he's not
3: surrounded by yes-men. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's the
2: fault of any dude, you know what I mean? When you're
0: told too much, you're too amazing, and you're good, and you're getting all this money. Yeah. Sorry, there goes most sexism right now. But... <laughs>
2: uh, that's, that's probably, like, the best thing you can tell someone when they reach that level of success, is, like, have someone who will level with you and tell you when you're Stuff is crap. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, that's mm.
0: why Elvis became fat. He had too many people around him telling him, like, no, <laughs> another it's good, boss.
2: It's peanut good. Peanut butter and banana sandwich, sir. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> what were what, what those things he used to eat? They there were, was like, bacon? Yeah. Like, peanut butter sandwich? Yeah, there was, like, a sandwich he ate called, like, a, a, a golden nugget or something. It was, like, a huge sandwich with, like, peanut butter and banana, and it was fried or yeah, something. Yeah. Why did we get fried. up to
2: this yeah, discussion? But, needs, uh, Tina and I went to Graceline, and we actually tried that sandwich. It's was it It was terrible. I didn't like it. It was too oily and mushy.
3: Well, I mean, personally, I love peanut butter and banana sandwiches, but yes, it was very runny and oily, but I still ate it. This is before
2: her nut allergy appeared. (laughs) Yes. Oh,
0: but um as I said earlier, uh it seems that this episode is related to friendship and the the fear of being alone. I think even Hannibal has that fear that's developing as he's like in later season it comes apparent that he would rather not be alone anymore. Mm-hmm. I won't spoil it, but yeah, <laughs> but uh it's um it's so today's serial killer for this section of the show was uh also had a fear of being alone, Jeffrey Dahmer who uh, I really love reading about because I don't know, I'm really obsessed with his case. But he was born on May 21st, 1960 in West Allis, Wisconsin, the first of two sons. His dad was studying to be a chemist while his mother worked as a teletype machine instructor. Although Dahmer was doted upon as an infant and toddler by both his parents, his mother was known to be tense, greedy for attention, and argumentative. Uh, Dahmer talks about his childhood being tense with a lot of arguments between his parents. He was withdrawn at school, and teachers noticed he seemed to be neglected. Uh, Dahmer's mother began to spend an increasing amount of her time in bed recovering from what she called weaknesses. Lionel's university stu- uh, Dahmer's father, Lionel's university studies kept him away from home much of the time. When he was home, the mother demanded constant attention. She reportedly would work herself into states of anxiety over trivial things like, "Oh my God, the garbage isn't there. Take it out. It's..." destroying the house stuff like that so she was a terrible person um as a kid as a kid Dahmer had a hernia surgery and also suffered a blow to the head that changed his behavior so his parents noticed that he went from this really bright not really happy but like a normal kid to this kid who was just like walk around all day just staring at things so kind of creepy so to go more into his creepiness uh (laughs) during his adolescence Dahmer was curious to see how animals fit together So he would dismember roadkill he had dragged back to his backyard and keep the parts he wanted in jars. He once impaled a dog's head on a stick behind his house. Since his dad was a chemist, he wasn't too troubled by his son's interest in biology. He even assisted Dahmer with bleaching of animal bones, which young Jeffrey had become obsessed with. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) I collected bones as a kid, but not like this way, so... (laughs) So there is a creepy, (laughs) there is a line. Uh, But Dahmer became a massive alcoholic by the age of 14, often sneaking booze into school in the lining of his jacket. His alcoholism would continue until his jail time, as you had mentioned many times that he needed to be drunk in order to do what he did to his victims. As a teen, Dahmer discovered he was gay, and a lot of true crime writers like to think the stigma of being gay in the 70s and having to hide it may have contributed to his psychosis. I don't think so. I think the fact that he was basically living on his own in his parents' house after they divorced in his teens might have had more to do with it because he had so much time on his by himself when he uh, hit his head like no one was really taking care of him, that sort of thing. Um, His mother and younger brother moved away to her parents and his father was living with his girlfriend. During this time... Dahmer had begun developing dark sexual fantasies that intertwined dominance and submission with dissection. He attempted to kill a jogger he had become obsessed with, but on the day of the planned attack, the jogger didn't show up. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so... The, Shit. So. It goes my whole day. <laughs> but I think uh, since Dahmer was always drunk around this time, I think the jogger would have gotten away. <laughs> but, uh, so Dahmer's first kill happened when he was 18, when he picked up a hitchhiker and brought him home. Killed the hitchhiker with a blow to the head from one of his dumbbells that he had in the basement and boiled bits of the body in acid and crushed the bones with a sledgehammer. Which yeah. he then moved around, sprinkled around his backyard. <laughs> he had begun to regularly frequent bathhouses, which he described as being really relaxing places. But during his sexual encounters, he became frustrated at his partners moving around during the sex <laughs> act. Uh, he stated, I trained myself to view people as objects of pleasure instead of as people and he began to give sleeping pills to his partners mixed into their drinks so uh he would then rape their body their their unconscious bodies and yeah take off after 12 of such instances at the bathhouse including one where a man nearly died the bathhouse finally said okay like get lost kid (laughs) but this was in a time when like uh, it was a terrible crime to be gay so they probably didn't want a lot of attention on the bathhouse so i was gonna say it took more than 12, 12 tries finally, like, yeah
2: like jesus
0: <laughs> uh so uh Dahmer read a report, after this happened Dahmer read a report in the newspaper regarding the upcoming funeral of an 18 year old male he got the idea that he would steal the corpse and so and take it home so he attempted to dig up the coffin from the ground but found the soil too hard and left so he has a bit of a problem with giving up, it seems.
3: So. This is too hard.
0: <laughs> well, it was Wisconsin- Well, I think he was operating out of Wisconsin, Milwaukee? I can't remember. Anyway, at this time, Dahmer was living in his grandma's basement, but she quickly asked him to leave because of his habit of bringing guys home, and there was always a terrible smell coming from the basement where he lived. Ew. He-, <laughs> he moved to an apartment in a high-crime neighborhood and would lure guys home with money to pose for photographs. In his apartment, he would drug them, strangle them, and then do what he wanted to the corpse. He would dismember the body in his bathroom and would boil the skin off the bones using chemicals. He would photograph each aspect of the dismemberment, which he would use later to try and quench his bloodlust when he was attempting to stop himself from killing again.
2: I was just going to say, I, I think I, now I know where I read one fan fiction, and that thing happened in the bathtub. I think i know where she got her reference now
0: <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> well, we're not the only shoot crime fans in calling Panama. out that fanfic writer <laughs> i see you, I see you. <laughs> uh so ha- uh, hannibal <laughs> so <laughs> Dahmer <laughs> lured a 14 year old into his home where he drilled a hole into the boy's head and poured hydrochloric acid into his frontal lobe mm. the boy became unconscious and Dahmer left to buy beer the boy woke up and left the apartment and was found wandering naked by three young women who called the cops. Dahmer returned and told the group and the police that the boy was his boyfriend and took the cops back to his apartment to show them the boy's clothes and pictures he had taken with him. When the cops were asked later how they didn't notice the smell of a body rotting in the bedroom, one of Dahmer's prior victims, the cops said it just smelled like someone got sick in the apartment. The boy was later killed and dismembered. Creepy. But. Um, so Dahmer was finally arrested when another man escaped his apartment. At this time, Dahmer had been living the whole month previous on meat he had taken from his prior victims and had been fired from his job as he had stopped bathing and smelled like a freaking dead body. The man got the attention of a local cop who went with his partner to check out the house where they found photographs of Dahmer's prior victims, including their mis- dismemberment and a human head in the fridge. Crime scene investigators later found a steel drum filled with acid and numerous torsos inside, two complete human skeletons, a few severed penises including one painted white for some reason, mm-hmm. uh, a mummified human scalp, and, a numer- and numerous severed hands. And I just w- gotta say this too, personal note, how big was his apartment that he could have all this stuff in there? <gasps> yeah, <that> well,
2: was... <laughs> I remember watching a documentary about that. He actually has like a pretty normal sized apartment. Mm-hmm. He's just pretty good at
1: but this isn't like a like a crime infested Neighbor. <laughs> neighborhood wouldn't it be like a like a poor apartment or something yeah
0: like that's what i was reading because uh, i was reading on wikipedia that his apartment costs 30 300 with uh all the all the amenities with it too and I was like, whoa,
3: but I guess it was like, the seventies. Right? Yeah, it was yeah. the seventies. So oh, probably right, like yeah. What? $400. I
0: don't know. But yeah, like, I'm just like wondering, like he had like an industrial sized drum in his house full of acid and he was buying up all the local acid properties in town. And I'm like, man, how bad must that place must have smelled? Oh, I remember reading too, that people were complaining about the smell, but since it was such a, a shack of an apartment, people would go, he, they, he was like, yeah, I, my, uh, my fish tank broke. what he tell them
2: yeah he'd always have an excuse for why there's a smell in his apartment yeah people did notice that smell like (laughs) apparently Epic were complaining for a long time about his apartment but he would always have you know a good reason and plus he was good looking he was charming despite probably how he smelled but apparently that's how like he got away with a lot of things because he he was handsome and charming
0: Mm -hmm. well uh, i remember reading too that uh because if he killed a person during the week he would put the body in the tub and shower in cold water while the body was covered in ice, so he could play with it later. Oh, it sounded terrible when I said it like that. <laughs> I'm not condoning his crimes, but it seems like a lot of the time that Dahmer just wanted somebody he could have that wouldn't uh, le- like. It sounds like that wouldn't leave him, that wouldn't say something negative to him, and would just be there for him. So it sounds like a Franklin situation where it's like, oh, I need the perfect person with me right now. So yeah, that's why I brought him up this time. So, I wasn't going to because I'm like, oh yeah, the cannibal one. Like, well, we have to bring him up, but I'm like, eh, this one fits. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I love going back to the show. There's a- another flashback of Hannibal um, picking out his meat. And there's this, this is a style thing, but I really love how a black Hannibal's blood looks when they're drawing it out by the uh, the doctor is drawing it. I can't remember the medical tech. He's drawing it out, and it just looks so like a oil. I, I think it. his
2: business card said independent medical examiner is what it said, which was weird. I what was the like,
0: heck is that? Is that doctor or?
2: <laughs> I don't know. Freelance. I don't know. It was like I remember looking at his business card, and it said medical examiner. When when uh, we go off and do that scene, where he goes and you know picks him up from his car. I was like independent, okay, all right. What was that? I don't like. I don't even know what that was for. I guess it was it was for insurance, right? That's what it, he was getting a health checkup for insurance. Is that what it was? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably
0: why. We yeah. should have researched this
2: <laughs> the show. I will look
0: into it for you later. <laughs> um, so. And I got to get a little JJ on this next topic. (laughs) So Hannibal's casual clothes are kind of sexy with that little hint of a neck with the scarf thing when he was wearing when he uh, goes to stalk the medical examiner. That was pretty nice. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) well, you can see it, but I just did a nice little like. Oh, so you "Eh." finally
2: found an outfit you like. Yeah, I'm like,
0: it's not one of those funny looking tie things that he wears, but (laughs) his casual clothes always make me smile.
2: I think it's because he looks more human in, yeah. in his casual wear.
0: Because like the stuff he wears, you got to admit, is not something people would usually wear. Well, I guess because he, I don't know. I could see a few people wearing them, but like it's not a normal style stuff that he he wears.
2: He... When I was paying attention to the, some of the business cards he was looking to, uh, one of his meals was said uh, uh, said uh, Taylor. So I was like, oh, <laughs> someone, <laughs> messed, someone up. messed up on a suit. <laughs> oh snap. <laughs> But
0: I also liked Will's v neck showing off his throat. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) I can't do the rolling the tongue thing, otherwise, I do it right now. I should just record
2: my friends doing it because I can't. Can
0: anybody do it?
1: Can anybody do that and roll the tongue? No. I can't. Nope. I can't do that. Is that a native
0: thing? Can we not do that? Carrie can. My sister can do that. Okay. (laughs) Um, But so we go to Hannibal's house where Alana is helping him prepare for his dinner party. And we find out that Alana has her own private reserve of beer that he makes himself. Um, just want to add, alcohol has often been used to preserve bodies. So, just
2: saying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, without spoilers, but isn't it hinted at later? Uh, later in the show, that's what... Okay. Okay. I'm nodding, by the way. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> but I always assume that he, because, like, you can, um, like, there's that scene in um, The Mask of Zoro where the the evil guy puts his brother's head in the uh, in the tequila. Mm. So I'm like, okay, they, they're totally could put, like, they could pull body parts in this stuff. Like, there's something in there.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. I just now realized that because she says that when she's drinking it. She goes, I taste oak. And something else. And what else do I taste? And it's like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> And then Hannibal, you know, casually deflects in that whole conversation, which I'm just like, he's the master of deflection. Or was he say like, I'll only answer yes or no, no question. Yeah. 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 Well, do you remember that scene, uh, Tina? The the
0: one in the uh, Hannibal movie where there's uh, like Hannibal's been caught, and they show like uh, headlines of uh, tattle. The toddler where um, the socialites find out what they were eating. I just love that. I wish they did it in the show where um, the socialites who were at Hannibal's party where he's like, I-, I told you, but you wouldn't eat it. And so, I would tell you what's in it, but I, you wouldn't eat it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's actually from uh, Red Dragon.
3: The oh, yeah. Red Dragon, Red Dragon yeah. yeah. Sorry, my bad.
0: Anyway, but yeah, I just love that where it's just like, um, a socialite fates in court after hearing yeah, about yeah. <laughs> <the> cannibal martyr. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man, I wish they did this here just so, like, people, because why would you go to Hannibal's court date if you knew he was a killer.
2: So. Well, I think it, again, Support, at, least, yeah. at, least, at least in the film, probably half of them were like, oh, and the other half were like, you know, like, yeah, I knew there was something fishy about him the whole time, so, and it was probably like the biggest thing to hit Baltimore, right? Yeah. And, well, apparently, with all these killers in Baltimore, it's <laughs> like, Hannibal too? I don't believe it. We <laughs> must go to that case. I don't know why they're British they're or they're English, sure. <laughs>
0: i i was just thinking about that because like uh when uh when bundy was charged with uh killing a bunch of people in colorado uh his friends that he worked with at the suicide watch uh place they ended up go- gathering a lot of money for his uh for his crime fees so they didn't think that he had killed a bunch of people and so i'm, I'm just thinking about it in this case like why would you go su- like socialites going to going to court to support hannibal and then hearing oh yeah they found a, a head and uh, Alana's beer and like salad. Uh, like the chicken was actually people. So. Oh, maybe they didn't believe them. No, like, oh, yeah. they,
1: they thought he was accused of something. <laughs> so,
0: but I, I really want to try that beer, though. I, even knowing what I uh, know, now, Sonia, it
4: looks good, like,
2: it looked really good. <laughs> I'll admit too, like the the that's kudos again to the um, the food designer. The yeah. food designer, yeah, like made that beer look good. I'm not normally a beer person, but even I was like, mmm, oaky. <laughs> what
3: does that taste like? Well, plus is that cool bottle. I really like the, the way he bottles yeah. his beer. It's cool. He's such a hipster,
0: yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, so according to Alana, both Hannibal and Will often flirtily change the subject when talking to her. And so I'm like, and she thinks that Will is being groomed by Jack to catch uh, the Ripper. Lots of grooming of Will throughout the series, it seems like. I wish I could groom him, but... <laughs> Sorry, just, like, being pervert. But, <laughs> but I, I like that idea where um, there's often parallels drawn between how, to how similar Hannibal and Will are. I don't think similar, but I think in terms of, like, one without the other sort of thing, like a yin and a yang... That's what I was saying. <laughs> That's why it's canon. But it's not romantic. <laughs> Sorry, it's <laughs> been my, my fist against the table, but it's not canon. They can be evil <laughs> or uh, they can be like the uh, angel and the devil sort of thing. Like the angel and the devil don't have sex. But,
2: <laughs> so. but they're both cut from the same cloth. The devil was an angel first. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: face you just <laughs> I'm just <saying. laughs> that's how you can work watch it in season three when we do the recap we'll just be fighting oh my right. god when we
2: get to
0: season three <laughs> um, so to go, continue my pervy of Will so we g- get to see Jack have a nightmare uh waking nightmare where Will is the armless corpse with the autopsy so- scar on his chest and Jack's waking nightmare I'm ashamed to say it it was kind of sexy
1: <laughs> i wrote that in here i was like man zombie Will looks hot <laughs> hey,
0: everyone, see this lovely art piece i saw somebody did um it's i don't know if you've seen it jj but i'll post it on uh twitter later it's of um francis Dolarhyde, hannibal and will and they're all um corpses of some kind like not corpses it makes it sound disgusting but they're all covered in flowers and stuff and like wills is like a deer motif where he has the white eyes and like the he looks like similar to this but it was a beautiful art piece and i just love the people oh, do that oh
2: is it like it's a profile right it's yeah. like three
0: uh it's three of them and it's like the portraity thingy yeah yeah i could probably know, find, find it, right it. Here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was one of my favorite uh pieces of art i uh, i wish i knew who the artist was just so i could shout out to them but yeah i, I have it saved actually
2: <laughs> i collect my favorite uh uh art on my computer just for me to look at. I don't do anything with it. I just look at it. Yeah. So I can probably I can post that on, on, on Twitter later. Right
0: Wait, right. maybe I can find it if I look up Francis Dollarhide. Because I, I don't know if you know this, Tina, but I, I am obsessed with Francis Dollarhide.
3: Well, I'm obsessed. That sounds terrible, <laughs> uh, I, so I, I only know that because I think you mentioned it in a previous episode. <laughs> this one's the Francis Dollarhide one. That's the one. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Ooh. And then someone put
3: all three of them together in a Yeah,
0: house. let me see if I can find the other ones. But, yeah. Oh, you better yeah. not look at spoily. Uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah. Uh, where
2: are we in the episode? Uh, we
0: are at uh, right before Hannibal's dinner party. So, uh, the beer scene.
2: Oh, okay. Uh, so,
0: I really... Um, okay, I, I know I said in the beginning that nothing grosses me out about this show. Well, the mushrooms did. But I actually was watching that scene where um, where Hannibal is blending that uh, that spleen mm. that made my stomach jump into my throat. It was so <laughs> gross. I <laughs> was just dying. I'm like, Ugh. Like, even think about it right now, it's freaking me out. Somebody talk about something
2: else. <laughs> I don't know. I'm the complete opposite. When I see him make food and even meat, like, despite what the show is implying, what it's made of, I'm still going, oh, God, that looks
3: good. <laughs> uh, for me, actually, it's more about color, like, Uh, Like the most of the meats look fine because they're like usually like a red color, but the lungs for me were. disgusting because I know. they're like a uh, pale color like
0: the hearts are okay for me but the spleen and the lungs and the, i um the kidney that was the worst part i'm like Ooh.
2: i love the kidney and the heart that was my favorite i was why, like i'm willing to try kidney and heart if it looks that good why are people eating like freaking uh what is it organ
0: meats like what are we animals like, eating organ meats. i feel like this uh, like Every,
1: every episode, it gets grosser and grosser. Yeah. Like, are they gain like, getting more funds to make things <laughs> it's, gross? It's like, how much more can Like, we I feel like they keep topping every episode.
0: Well, and I, like, uh, the first time I saw it, it didn't freak me out. But I guess now that I know what's going on, and I know, like, how horrible things are going to get in the future.
2: Um, just, like... Well, I like the recipes he made. I, I made a note of it. Uh, Hannibal recipes he picked with everybody in mind with chicken liver pate, braised beef lungs, and Parmesan crumble, lamb's brains. I was like, "Ooh, that actually, lamb's brain sounds really."
3: <laughs> I'm just gonna add chicken liver pate is what I feed to my cat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's really good chicken livers at. Um, there's a
0: restaurant called Ichiban in Winnipeg. They make the best chicken livers ever. Yeah, those are so good. Yeah, they're so
3: delicious. We should all go there. <laughs> <We should. laughs> we should. Yeah, we should. So just give us livers, please. And <laughs> <It's> Chianti. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like sake. Okay.
0: I just love that scene though when we're in the forensic uh, forensic department and they're all looking at all the bodies that Hannibal has killed and they're like, okay, they took a spleen, a lung, a heart, and like they took intestines for some reason. They're like, maybe he's making sausages. Cut to him yeah, making like sausages. sausages.
2: Oh, gross. I actually read an interesting behind the scenes thing. Apparently, uh, they shot a bunch of stuff with uh, Mass Mikkelsen cutting up all this meat. And I think somewhere in the, in the original script, some of that wasn't mentioned and then they're like is there anywhere we can add like all this awesome stuff where he's making food and apparently, like, some of it was actually last minute, like, yeah, let's put it in the script and all that. That's killed killing yeah, people. B- yeah, because, yeah, they shot all this awesome stuff of him making meat so.
0: Yeah, I love that, like, okay, it's a Mads crush thing, but I love whenever he rolls his sleeves up to do something like that, like, mm. oh, it's like, he has beautiful forearms. Mm. I'm like, like, if I were a serial killer, my thing would be hands. <laughs> so.
2: well, I, I like, I watched his, uh, his uh, Facebook page, right, and I forget, there was a picture posted or something and yet his arms rolled up and I'm like, oh, Oh, those forearms tag your porn and then sure enough everyone like a bunch of older women all like liked my comment
0: i'm like yeah Well, I am, i'm such a creep about forearms because like um i have a massive crush on andy circus for those that don't know andy circus played golem in lord of the Rings. so but he's like i don't know I like, his, I like his hair i think he's cute anyway but he has like the most amazing forearms i've ever seen on a guy like you'll look it up later and wonder what the hell i'm thinking about but
2: so. we really are a niche market aren't we <laughs> yeah
0: It's like, why is this show so popular? It's like, oh, all us us weirdos here. (laughs) um, So we get back to the scene where uh, Franklin is back in Hannibal's office. And I think this is the discussion where he, no, he said it first, uh, he would have saved Michael Jackson if he had been his friend. But um, I like how when Franklin is being honest, he's further away from Hannibal. And when he's trying to impress him, he's just, like, super close, trying to get him. And Hannibal's as far away as he can be without it being rude. And, but I'm like, I feel, I see a little bit of myself in Franklin, I guess. That's why I'm so sad about him. I'm like, oh, Franklin just wants to be loved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like,
1: he touched his leg for a bit, and, like, Hannibal just, like, move the <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
2: Just repulse
0: <laughs>
1: Don't
2: touch me. <laughs>
0: Well, I have a friend who um, does not like being touched, and I I used to think it was the most hilarious thing in the world, like, uh, because, like, uh, he would basically, uh, they would act basically like, um, like, uh, Kuzco and Emperor's New Groove, like, no touchy, no touchy. (laughs) And so I didn't realize how bad it was until, like, uh, somebody actually kept prodding him, and then he he just, like, freaked out. And I, it really made me... um, I really see how important like uh, how important touches to people is like well me and like celeste will hog and me and like the uh, every time i see her nephew i'll like uh, just totally like glomp him because he's so adorable <laughs> but um i really like having that friend who does not like to be touched and how sensitive he is to like friends touching him i'm like that showed me how important it was so i didn't get that whole thing where he's like touching him and he's like okay get away from me like because it's an intimate act like hmm. especially for hannibal like who's Highest intimacy is probably when he kills somebody. Like that's the highest oh, point. Yeah. yeah, it's true. And so it's like it's such a it's almost like a slap in the face to be touched by somebody he considers inferior. Mm. So it's like oh, just I love the subtext of the show. By the way, I'm
2: just like, like oh. I don't know, it could be just me, but I always feel that way whenever someone like like there's some people who are really huggy. I know they're trying to be nice, but when they reach for a hug, I'm kind of like, <laughs>
4: uh, it's like Cringe. yeah,
2: it's like. Uh, yeah I'm one of those people who's really like sensitive to touch and it's just like even if it's just an accidental nudge on the knee or shoulder, I'll be like, Ugh.
0: "Well, yeah. did, Well, did you guys have, when you were young, um, your parents would be like, oh, go hug, aunt, uh, go hug or kiss auntie. Like, yeah. Oh <laughs> I used to hate what my dad would be like. So he'd be like, oh, go kiss this total stranger you don't know at all. Like, I think, <laughs> so awkward. Yeah, and it's like when you don't want to do it because it's like your body is your own. And my dad mm. would often make me feel like it was, um, it was rude if I didn't do it. But it takes away your, your autonomy, I guess. Like it, it makes you feel like your body's not yours to say no. And I, uh, being friends with the friend who doesn't like to be touched, um, it makes me realize like, wait, maybe people shouldn't be touching me all the time. Like that bothers me too because I hate when guys um, see my tattoos and then are like, oh, that's so cool, touchy, touchy, yeah, touchy. It's, it's like. like uh, it's not there for you, pervert. <laughs> but I do like getting hugs from girls, like, because I can, uh, like, uh, I think I mentioned this on the show before, but I had been in an abusive relationship, so touching for me was always so bad afterwards. And so now it's so so much easier for me to hug girls, but for guys who will, like, just come out of nowhere and, like, uh, like will not grab me, but, like, brush up against me, I'll be like, get away like, put my hands up, so it's,
2: like... Yeah, no, I'm the same, like, when I was a kid, when, you know, parents say, go hug someone, so I actually didn't mind that when I was little, because, I don't know, I was pretty friendly as a kid, uh, but, yeah, once I hit puberty and life happens, then I started getting really sensitive about touch, so it's, like, sometimes it, sometimes a trauma happens, or just life happens, mm-hmm. and you don't know how to deal with that properly.
1: Don't you hate it when, like, a guy would come up to you, and he'd be, like, where's my hug, and it was, like... Uh, not here. Not here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Go look elsewhere. <laughs> well, like one time, uh, I was telling uh, Tina how like I just finished uh, doing a show with uh, on this one film gig or whatever, and one guy was like, I thought he was gonna you know, you know, shake my hand, which is what I was moving to do, but instead he takes a hand and puts it on the back of my neck, like like kind of like a half hug, oh, no. and I was like. <sighs> Just tensing, yeah. Like I told this to people afterwards, and I'm like, Oh, he's just a really friendly guy. Don't worry about it. He didn't mean anything but and I go, Well, that's not the point. The point is he grabbed me by the neck. Even mm-hmm. if it's mm-hmm. the most friendliest thing you ever meant in the world. Like I was like
1: I don't know, anything froze. around the neck is really uncomfortable. Like yeah, you shouldn't be like... aiming for the neck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: like, no. Well and um I didn't realize how um like one thing uh so i met bono once bono was the most amazing person in the world it was great one thing i didn't notice though because this was shortly after uh, like i was raped uh a few years back and so i hadn't been uh very comfortable around touching guys or having them touch me so previously like i had been kissed by a friend who was male but like i had i thought i wasn't gonna be like running into the arms of men that often and so when I first met Bono, I did not realize that because um, we uh, we met at uh, the tarmac outside of the Winnipeg Airport, and we couldn't get onto the actual tarmac because it was like it's, it's an pre- airport. Yeah, it's pre nine eleven world, so or it's a post nine eleven world, so you can't exactly go on the tarmac. So we were talking. Yeah, uh, we were talking through a fence, and so there was like eight of us there because like uh, it was a secret thing apparently and I found out through a friend and I looked at the picture later and did not realize that like in my like I feel like I know him or something I had held his hand and he had held mine and I was like oh my
4: god and
0: like that was the first time I'd ever not felt fear of a guy at that time but I guess because it's fun Course, but I'm like, dude, like, what if he had not been like a touchy person? And I'm like, oh, but it was like one of the best moments of my life, by the way. So, <laughs> so I thought I'd end on a happy note with that touch story. But, <laughs> um, but we finally get to the part, uh, JJ alluded to earlier where yeah.
2: someone doesn't
0: show up to <laughs>
2: <point>. <laughs> Oh my god, did I lose my shit? The first okay, time JJ I'm can gone? go away. And it's <laughs> playing fucking Lacrimosa by Mozart. When <laughs> You know, just that the—that's like the most emo dramatic music
3: <laughs> well, ever. It's a requiem, right? Yeah. <laughs> how, how
2: could this <laughs> just happen to it's me? Just like... <laughs> <laughs> and but what I like about it, I think that's the moment where Hannibal finally realizes, like, he more than Will is probably more than just a curiosity. He was—he was actually probably looking forward to that appointment, and especially was, after he, Franklin. Yeah. Yeah, and you can see him sitting there like. Like, what do I do? Do I just do the normal thing and just leave a message or something? <laughs> no. What does he do? He, he drives an hour and a half to Quantico, and I checked. That's actually a two-hour drive. Somehow he got there in an hour and a half. Yeah. He was
1: very <laughs> eager to find him.
2: <laughs> he knew exactly where to go. He went to Quantico, and he went to his classroom. Somehow he knew where he would be. <laughs> and I thought, damn, Hannibal. I think, like, And what's even weirder is Will doesn't even really question that he's why there. he's there. And they have these weird moments in there, and it's just like, ah. Well, to go back to the music thing, um, I actually wrote my
0: notes. The sad music that plays when Will doesn't show up for his appointment with Hannibal. Suck it, you fiend. <laughs> I was so happy when I saw that. I was like, yeah. It's like, Feel the hurt. Feel the pain. Because <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> I, like, I love Hannibal, but I hate Hannibal. So I have, like, a hard picture of him. I'm like, I love you, but I hate you, but I love you. <laughs> so, but I I love when he gets hurt. <laughs> well, I guess yeah, it's like, if
2: anyone deserves to be stood up, it's you.
0: <laughs>
2: but I was still kind
3: of like, oh, you poor guy. Let's well, play. that's as sad as we
0: see him. Yeah, like, because he's actually... Like, the song is really melodramatic, and I think that was the point. <laughs> I, just, I just, like, because, um, like, it was com- a bit comical in that sense, because you never see him that... I wouldn't say hurt, but I guess um, let down.
1: Mm. Yeah, I can see why people ship them <laughs> from that scene. I, I can finally see a little of, what is that? Um, ham, hamagam?
2: Hanogram. Hanagram. Han-a-gram. <laughs> Han-a-gram. I was though. close. <laughs> 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 But it, I I'd like to say another thing I like about this episode. It is full of some of my favorite quotes from Hannibal, such which, as, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, like when he's talking <laughs> to him and they're looking at all those crime scene photos. Like, how do like, like, hey bud, you want to look at these crime scene photos? Yeah, <laughs> all right. You know, like they're not, even, they're freaking phased by it. And like, there's Hannibal looking at stuff, and he's like, choose your words wisely. And like, words are living things. They have personality, point of view, point of view, agenda. And then yeah, it's just like, fuck
0: you guys. Then he's actually asking about how um, Jack took finding Miriam's arm. <laughs> like, and I'm just like, I was watching it and I was like, Hannibal, you fuck <laughs> so, You hey, little brat. He knows was how Jack feels because he just talked to him last episode about how he took it. Well, no, he, he had met him at, beforehand. Had, before, before or after he found the arm? Was I can't it before? Remember. I think so. Because yeah. he asked
2: about Miriam. Yeah. You know, and knows. then he knew. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, it, it was before, yeah. But Tina, you know, I wanted to ask your uh, opinion on uh, how you feel about the contrast between the show up to this point compared to the books. Like, uh, supposedly, isn't it like, uh, I, like, I haven't read the books. I only know the movies and the TV show. Um, supposedly, the background between Hannibal and Will is like only mentioned in a couple of pages in the book, and then mm-hmm. that's it. And
3: somehow they built a whole series on it. Well, they couldn't,
0: <laughs> well the, the excuse for that is they couldn't get the rights to Clary, so... Yeah. <laughs>
3: Yeah, well, I mean, like, you have the book Red Dragon, which is pretty, like, the the movie itself is pretty faithful to the book, so, like, any relationship you really get in the books and the movies, like, it's only really touched upon, it's only mentioned a little bit, you know, like, there there's almost, like, no relationship between them, but...
0: It's more of a mentor thing in Red Dragon,
3: yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, it was more of a, like, um, I was seeking help... Uh, he was seeking help to get um you know to f- psychological help to profile the killer, right? Who oh, um, he's trying to find, which is Hannibal <laughs> yeah, and yeah, it was more of a more of a professional relationship, that's what it was kind of alluded to, especially in the movie. Um, yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I wanted to ask you too why um uh, why isn't the show your cup of tea?
3: Um, I think. I think it's mo- it mostly stems from silent sorry. <laughs> I think it mostly stems from Silence of the Lambs, like just the movie itself, because I fell in love with the movie, uh, like way back in the day, and like it, from that movie, um, I loved I loved the characters. I saw Hannibal when I was young, I, and then um, when I heard that Red Dragon was being made into a movie, that's when I really got interested, and I read the books. So, I read the books, fell in love with the books, and then, um, and Hannibal Rising when that came out, too, as well. I liked the book. I didn't like the movie so Not much, because yeah, it feels very, um... They Corny! It almost, <laughs> almost turned Hannibal into, like, a vampire-type character, like... So well, I love that that whole what scene What is your worst memory of
0: childhood? <laughs> well, and I love that scene where um, where he finally finds the 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 head of the cannibals and when that made him meet his sister when he's young and he's carving her name into his his uh, the guy's chest and he's like M is for Masha. <laughs> so, I'm like man, that was the yeah, take they used. To yeah, so.
3: and then while like, while he's doing that, he turns around to uh, what's her name and he goes. I love you. And then she shuts the door. Just, on him. And then she's like, no, no. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, no. I mean then he goes back to carving him up and then it's just so over dramatic. But I love the book though. I, oh, I should
0: read book. it. I didn't read the book, but I watched the movie and I was like me <laughs> <laughs> The guy who played Hannibal young Hannibal yeah. was pretty good looking though. Just saying.
3: <laughs> yeah. But uh, for me, like just personally, Anthony Hopkins is my Hannibal. I'm just gonna say say that right now. I do <laughs> I do love um uh, Mass, Mass, mm-hmm. said? Yes, yes. Uh, I do like his. Um, I will admit um, later on when there are uh, steamy scenes. <laughs> <laughs> he is very, he is very, um, uh, very hot. I will admit that. Yeah. I am female. <laughs> I am st- a straight female. I will not, uh, I will not uh, deny that he is very hot. But I don't know. Anthony Hopkins for me was always Hannibal. Just because, I don't know, maybe maybe it's just because he's what I've seen first, you know. It might be a nostalgia thing. Yeah, maybe more nostalgia than anything.
0: Yeah, I think in my case it's probably just because um, Hannibal, as played by Anthony Hopkins, is the one who doesn't have to hide anymore. I think that's why I really like him, because he's he's allowed to be... He's more
3: honest. Yeah,
0: Yeah. I think that's why I like Hannibal, as played by Anthony Hopkins, a little bit more than Mads, because he's not hiding. He is totally insane. He is, um, you could, it, all his plots seem so realistic. Like, the scene where he breaks out of uh, the building at the end to Silence of the Lambs, that was, like, the creepiest thing I'd ever seen in my life. Like, they just see the blood moving from uh, the corpse that they think is Hannibal in the elevator, and they're like, Lecter! And they shoot him in the leg, yeah. and, like, he's dead. And then they're like, oh, crap, he's on the ambulance. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, I just love that scene, because I, I don't think that, like, obviously they're two different portrayals. Like, Mass has his own, and, and Anthony Hopkins has his own. I, I do enjoy the show for that reason because I love the idea of people hiding in plain sight but yeah I do agree I really love Silence of the Lambs but... so
3: uh, what I will say <laughs> what I will say about the show that I love though is just how it's it's taken this one book like just Red Dragon and, and it's and um Brian Fuller is that mm-hmm. it? yeah Brian Fuller he just completely made it his own like Freddie Lowndes is you know a uh, female and um Alana is female and like all these different relationships how they play out are different but um it's still like I think true to the uh, the spirit of Hannibal and the series and everything so that I really do love about the show and and I do love the first season of the show how it's like a monster of the week you know crime of the week type type uh, crime show in that you're trying to catch a killer every week so I do love that aspect.
0: Yeah, and I think they did. Uh, I don't know if it's Hugh Dancy or Brian Fuller, but I like that they make Will a more well-rounded character. Because in the book, he's kind of. He doesn't have the psycho. Like, he has glimpses of the psychosis, and you hear more about it in Silence of the Lambs, the book where they discuss that Will broke up with his wife and is now, like, an alcoholic in Florida. Like, they mention it, but we get to see fully now how this work is affecting Will. In in the context of the show, and I really like that. Like, I think the books improve on Will, and the, the show improves on Will. So mm-hmm. I really love that. Yeah, I
2: agree. I was just gonna add one thing. Uh, Tim, can you tell us that time you saw a dead body?
3: Okay, so just so you got you you ladies know, I'm a huge fan of your podcast. No, I've listened Come to all your episodes except for the latest one because uh, I was busy this past weekend, but. um... <laughs> Uh, Yeah, I remember uh, when you came up to the episode where you guys were talking about, uh, have have any of you seen a dead body? (laughs) (laughs) And then I was just kind of sitting in my room, and I kind of put my hand up, and I was like, I have, I have, I have. Just not talking to anybody. (laughs) (laughs) But So just to uh, give my experience of that whole thing, um, I was a pre-med student, and they took all us first-year students to, um, I want to say, St. Boniface Hospital, where we did a gross anatomy lab where we got to look at a cadaver cuz it's gross cuz it's gross, it gross? okay <laughs> I was like
0: is it called like gross like a lot
3: of anatomy or is it gross <laughs> <laughs> it's just what it was called i don't know but um, but yeah um it, it it didn't stink except for like like just the uh, the formaldehyde type smell like mm-hmm. it was heavily processed like When it's not in use, it's sitting in a vat of liquid, basically. And then they pull it, the the thing that pulls it out is like a strainer, almost, where it elevates it out of the Oh, it's uh, like a
0: little tub, yeah. Yeah,
3: and it kind of elevates it out of the the liquid, and then it's just kind of like a flat surface where, you know, you can examine it and look at it. And yeah, we all got to wear gloves, and we got to poke it and look at things. (laughs) And uh, I also got to hold uh, the the brain as well because oh. it was it was it was kept in a, a separate bucket. <laughs> oh, because they're like jelly, right? In real life? Uh, well, I would say this one. Um, be- I guess because it was so well preserved, like in formaldehyde and stuff, it was a bit it was a little bit more solid, mm-hmm. I guess. But but yeah, it was basically jelly, and it is the size of your like if you hold your two hands together. <laughs> We're right? all doing uh, it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, hold your hands in a bowl. Yeah, it's about that size. Uh, It was a very interesting experience, and I will say that um, uh, when I first saw it, it didn't phase me too much. I thought, like, oh, this is so cool, because, you know, um, at the time, I wanted to be a forensic pathologist because of Scully. (laughs) (laughs) to Jillian Anderson. Jillian Anderson, yes. But uh, it wasn't until later when I got home, and I was just sitting on the couch reading and then I just kind of realized, oh, my God, I saw a dead body. <laughs> <laughs> that was a human being. Oh, my God. How
0: old was the body? Like, how old was, like, was it an do- adult or, like, an older person? Or- uh, it
3: was an older person who died of natural causes, and they donated their body to science because uh, the, he, he, the, um, the doctor we were working with, he mentioned, like, he made a point of mentioning that for – medical purposes and like for science and for education they do not accept bodies that have not been have not died of natural causes because think about it as a student you're learning on a body you don't really want to be touching like a teenager or like a, a young adult it, that's just too
0: Too real, yeah. Too real, yeah. Hmm.
3: So it was an old person.
0: I was just like, oh, because, like, you might, like, find heroin in the body. I'm like, oh, no, no, it's, like, normal stuff. (laughs) (laughs) it's, like, all excited.
3: (laughs) Well, also, like, probably nine times out of ten, a, a young person didn't die of natural causes. Oh, yeah. You know am. what I mean. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> wink, wink. <What> <laughs> True crime podcast.
0: Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, all I'm, all I'm thinking about now when you tell that story is all these students gathered around. You ever see the movie Dracula Dead and Loving It? There's a scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a scene where all the students are like gathered around and they
2: keep passing out one at a time. Passing around, gross. The yeah. <laughs> <Exaggerate>. pass <something laughs>
4: around. Yeah.
2: Exactly. they pass it around. And Tina was like, I'm still standing. <laughs> and then they bring out the brain. Yeah. It's it. <laughs> ten out of ten. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <Still got it. laughs> oh, but okay. But
2: now <laughs> uh, we're at we're at an hour, so.
0: Oh, okay, but I love um, one of my favorite lines of the show. Uh, the Hannibal, last line? yeah, Hannibal goes along with them to find the killer, and he's looking at oh. everything that's going on, and then he's like, "This is very educational." <laughs> <laughs> I just like the look where he's like checking well, and he's like. Will's not paying attention to me And he's like This is very educational And I'm like You pervert
2: <laughs> <laughs> Well like my favorite line Is the very last line Of the show It's like, Nothing bo- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah Before we begin You must all be warned Nothing here Is vegetarian yeah. Bon
3: appetit
1: Yes. Bone apathy. I also <laughs> <love>
3: bone <appetit>. Now <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden Hannibal's like sudden bone <laughs> empty. <laughs> <laughs> like as he says that, I'm also thinking like if nothing there's a vegetarian, and then he's drinking the, the glass of wine. I'm thinking there's, there's Oh my god, that. there's <laughs> people in that wine. <laughs> well, and uh, what I liked too
0: was the part where he was talking about why he left ER medicine. He's like, I merely changed my interest from anatomy to culinary. And I'm like,
4: (laughs) Mad, bitch.
0: No, I was like bitch, bitch. Oh, I'm like he said it. Um, but I also wanted to ask the party here tonight. Um, how likely is it that Will brought the wrong kind of wine that night to the dinner party? <laughs> really? That's your
2: question?
0: That's the question right now. Like, I think it's probably 100% that he bought like uh the kind of bottle that's like two for one type of thing.
2: Well, really it could be cheap it could be expensive, but uh I I I'll bet I'll bet money that uh, Will probably bought like at least uh, at least a thirty dollar, but no more than eighty dollar bottle of wine. And it's always red is always safe with almost any dinner. Like
0: Hannibal does meat red. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah, that's so true. <laughs> what does white go with? Like salads? Uh, isn't that fish? Fish, I think. Yeah. How about or the pink
2: chicken? I think.
0: How about the pink wine? Uh, what is that? Rosé. Well, yeah. Uh, rose. Pink wine
2: is more of a dessert wine.
0: Yeah, I'm an uncultured swine. <laughs> wine give me that beer they were drinking <laughs> oh, but yeah we've uh, come to the end of the show I think um, but I, for everybody today what was your favorite thing about this episode ooh, ooh, me, me. Um, <laughs>
1: Actually, Hannibal is my favorite and least favorite in this episode. Like, my favorite moment with him is, um, is like he went on a field trip at the end of the episode and he looks so cute, like looking around, like, oh my gosh, this is
0: educational. I very it's rarely like a get to see the field trip. <laughs> well, I just like how you can see him saying, like, oh, I very rarely get to see the part where you guys catch people. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's like, is this how it'll be when they catch me? No, they will never catch me.
2: <laughs> I think my favorite part with this whole. Whole thing with my pages of notes here um, is almost this entire episode is referenced in so much fan fiction. <laughs> like as I was writing notes, I was like, "Hey, I remember that all the time in there, the, that scene all the time." You can yeah. find your, your bibliography yeah. on <laughs> the <side> website later. <laughs> I would say this might be—I'm not the only one. I'll bet you other fanables this is one of their favorite episodes because mm-hmm. yeah, especially mm-hmm. that opera yeah. scene. Almost like, I don't know, maybe it's just the ones I read, I don't know, but Will is almost always with him at that <laughs> opera scene in the alternate universe of, alternate universe of Hannibal, but um, I'd say that's probably my favorite thing about this episode, it is like, it's awesome, it's got everything, and and yeah, I see so much fanfiction in it, and I'd say the least favorite thing in it, um, nothing, I love it all, <laughs> <laughs> <Pretty awesome. laughs> maybe Franklin, but, or Jack, Jack actually, I, for once, I don't mind Jack. Uh, yeah. Because, because he's, he's angry, yeah. yeah. It's actually Franklin I probably don't like, it, just because he's so pitiful. and I've met people like that who really want to be your friend. And, you know, <laughs> do you know who I'm talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Tina knows who I'm talking about. But there's one person you know, where they really want to be your friend, and it's just so painfully obvious, and you're trying to be polite, and it's like, you have a nice day, but... No. <laughs> I, I always wonder about that too, because
0: they're only trying to be nice to you, right? But you can't, you can't stand it, because it's like I'm not good enough to be around all the time. Leave me alone.
3: <laughs> so, like... uh, I just want to um, comment. Uh, well, I mean, like the, my favorite thing about this episode is always going to be Gillian Anderson, because uh-huh. I just love Gillian Anderson, and she's just—I uh, I feel like she's taken this character like, like it's she made it all her own, you know? Like she she makes herself fit into the series like so well. And, um, also, on another note, as a a fan of the series and all that, um, or, I mean, like, the movies and stuff, I like how this television series, it takes nods from all the movies. Mm -hmm. Like, particularly the the opera scene, where you see that in the Hannibal movie. Where he gets mad at someone for messing up the notes, yeah. Is that the one? No, 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 no. no. Uh, Actually, that one's from Red Dragon. Oh, I keep mixing them up. And And I think, actually, that's in the next episode, I think, where that whole... Messing up notes thing comes from yeah. anyway, um, but no, uh, the, uh, in in Hannibal, when he's um, he's about to be ratted out by that uh, Italian cop guy, and um, and he's going to be captured by like Mason and all that stuff. And but they're at the opera together, and then Hannibal looks back at uh, at the Italian cop, and there's like that awkward moment. But but this is switched, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, what's his name, Franklin? Mm-hmm where he's actually the one doing the awkward gazes at Hannibal. <laughs> <laughs> the of parallels between Hannibal universes. Yes, yeah. that, that's one thing I really love about the show, is that how it's lots of callbacks to the movies, especially the movie Hannibal. And there's also some Silence of the Lambs in there, too. And Red, Red Dragon, Dragon. yeah. Yes.
0: What was your least favorite thing on the show?
3: Least favorite thing? Mm. Um. <laughs> I, I will say the, uh, uh, what's her name, uh, Miriam Lasz? Mm-hmm her whole story um like it, it's um I, I like oh be careful if celeste's has to show yeah <laughs> should i cover my ears well, I, no 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 no. <laughs> just her whole story like her whole size side story in the show it does nothing for me like it, it's interesting and it, i i get how it's trying to um you know get at jack like personally but I, I think that yeah, Aww. I think the Bella story is like doing enough
0: for that purposes. Yeah, yeah. But I just want to show uh, Celeste the will as a corpse. Wow. I know oh. he looks. A uh. He kind of looks like an elf, actually. <laughs> I know. I'm like, whoa! <laughs> I want to play that
1: game. Well, actually, um, one yeah, of my my <laughs> least favorite moments in this uh, in this episode was like the business cards. You know, like of story. Oh yeah, box. going through there, especially when I'm thinking of like making my own business
0: cards. <laughs> <right now. laughs> Maybe I should hold off on that. <laughs> well, my business cards, the next ones I want to print, uh, will have my information on the front, and on the back it's going to say, I need a ride home. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think right now they just say funny things like... That um, feels
2: like a double entendre. <laughs> That's <funny. laughs>
0: I'm such like I'm such a terrible person because um, what you guys don't know is JJ often gives us a ride home after. The bus. Yeah. <laughs> and I am like a total lazy person because I'll do that thing where I'm like I don't want to ask if I can have a ride, but I'll be like okay I'm gonna catch the bus,
1: <laughs> make <laughs> a big show of it, <laughs> put on my coat to catch the bus. Oh
0: damn it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I'm
0: out the door to catch the bus. Okay but my favorite thing so far of the show was um what is my favorite thing about this part i think it's um all the callbacks to um i think that okay my favorite thing was will uh the whole eight bodies on the on the slab for for hannibal's dinner party that was funny i just love that part they're like everybody's missing body parts for some reason i don't know why i think so i just love that he um has the audacity to do something like that like okay i need meat for my party Let's go out. <laughs> so, but my least favorite thing was probably, I guess Franklin. Yeah, because Franklin is a really depressing character to me. Like I don't know, it just makes me sad to see it.
2: But yeah, it's just like. Ugh. But the actor did awesome in the new movie, the new Harry Potter movie. What's it? Uh, Fantastical Beasts. Be- oh yeah, Beast. Fantastic Beasts. Yeah. Beasts. And where to find
3: it? Oh my God, that
2: is
0: him. That is <laughs> <laughs> so cute. these discussions where we reveal actors (laughs) like last (laughs) week and JJ was Anna (laughs) Klumski yeah it was like no but okay so we come to the end of the show and I just wanted to tell everybody uh where can we find you guys on uh social media you too uh Tina
2: uh well you can find me on Twitter Tumblr yeah (laughs) (laughs) and Instagram is JJ Neepin Films
3: uh you can find me I think all on Instagram Twitter and I think Facebook um I am Justina Nibin, all one word.
1: You can find me on Tumblr Instagram at Satuma S
0: A T U M W A H. And you can find me as honey underscore child on Twitter and Tumblr for the podcast. Check us out on iTunes, uh, like and subscribe. Uh check us out on Twitter at hh or email us at Hannibal's Horny Hibachi, all one word at Gmail.
2: Did
0: we get anything yet? 90? No, oh, nothing. No. I Be would you tell first. you. <laughs> uh, but speaking of which, we did get, a, uh, I wanted to thank the Saving Hannibal Initiative for including us, oh. Hannibal's Horny Hibachi, in their recommendations for fan podcasts in their February newsletter. Thank you. Thank you. I freaked out when JJ uh, J- told me about that when we were uh, editing the last episode. She's like, you know we were mentioned in the newsletter? <laughs> i <I'm> like, <"What?" laughs> So I actually signed up for it just so I could see it and I was like, ah, <laughs> but we also uh i think the person who does the newsletter just retweeted reblogged something about uh episode six so we've been getting a few likes for that so yeah, yeah so tell sweet. everybody tell all your friends tell all your weird friends about us <laughs> and send this fanfic i really want some more francis Dollarhide ones please <laughs> yes
2: yeah, come geek out with us really truly
0: yeah because we would love to like uh, we would love to include some of the stuff
2: you guys say if you wanted to but if it could be non-spoilerly spoily for yeah. for Celeste's sake then yeah. Awesome. Yeah,
0: I will censor it but sometimes I forget. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but thanks a lot guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.